Pressing the wad of cloth against the top of the wound where it bled sluggishly, Josie applied pressure and jerked her chin in the sheriff's direction. I need to hold this in place for a minute, so I'll need your hands. You're going to take her rear paws in one hand and the front in the other and gently roll her over so I can check her other side. But first you're going to grab that blue muzzle on the counter and slip it over her nose. When it's in place, you can tie it off at the back of her head. She's unconscious. I don't think she's in any condition to take a chunk out of me. I don't care, Josie cut in. You just brought me a critically injured adult female timber wolf. She might be too weak to fight, but I'm not taking the chance. And more importantly, you're not taking the chance in my hospital. Pain makes us all do strange things. And it's not like she's wearing a rabies tag. She scowled and nodded toward the counter. Muzzle. The sheriff obeyed, and since she didn't have time to wonder how he felt about it, Josie couldn't have cared less whether or not his macho sensibilities had tinged his movements with reluctance. She just concentrated on applying pressure to the bullet graze and waited for him to turn the injured wolf onto her other side. A quick assessment when he did revealed a few scratches, but nothing that looked nearly as serious as the wound she'd already seen. She nodded. Okay, back over. When he had the animal resettled, she grabbed his right hand and pressed it down on the gauze packing. Hold this firmly. He didn't bother to protest, and Josie didn't bother to mention that she didn't care for being stared at, especially not when the injured animal opened her eyes and fixed Josie with a steady amber gaze. That was an observer she'd deal with happily. Josie's hands were already moving to the hole at the front of the muzzle and lifting the animal's lips to peer into her mouth. The fact that the wolf didn't even blink was making her nervous, as was the pale, pale, sticky surface of the animal's gums. I'm sorry, girl, she murmured, her voice pitched soft and soothing, even while her movements remained briskly efficient. I know it hurts, but you're being so good. Just be good for a few more minutes, and I promise I'm going to do everything I can to help you. The wolf didn't move, but she whined, and the tip of her tongue flicked out the end of the muzzle, almost as if she understood. Josie repeated the promise to herself and shrugged her stethoscope into place, positioning the chest piece behind the animal's elbow and listening intently. Then she frowned. Her hand went automatically to her pocket and pulled out her ophthalmoscope. When she peered into the wolf's dark golden eyes, she nearly dropped the instrument on the poor thing's nose. This is not a wolf, she blurted out. The wolf whined. The sheriff frowned. What do you mean? I mean that this, Josie pointed, pointedly, this is not a timber wolf. It's a human being. The sheriff lifted an eyebrow. Okay, she looks like a wolf, Josie conceded, but she's not. Or at least, that's not all she is. She's lupine. How can you know that? Because I went to school for four years and did another six months of internship and three years of residency to learn how to identify and treat members of canine species. This, she pointed again for emphasis, is not canine. She only has a partial tapetum lucidum. Tapa who?
a reflective layer of tissue behind the retina that helps to reflect light and enhance night vision. In canines, the tapetum lucidum lines the entire back of the eye's lens. Hers is concentrated just around the fovea. If she were a wolf, that would be really, really not natural. The sheriff shrugged. Okay, I'll take your word for it. But I don't think it matters all that much. She's still hurt, and you're still a doctor, so how about you give a comparative anatomy lesson later and just patch her up right now? Didn't you hear me? She's human. I'm an animal doctor. I can't treat a human being. No, she's not. She's lupine, but at the moment she's got more physically in common with Mr. Potter's Springer Spaniel than with Mr. Potter. He spoke slowly, as if she needed extra time for comprehension, as if she hadn't graduated.